Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Remember, the same act. People think that God was God is a wicked God who killed Uzzah because Uzzah touched the ark. No, but he died. Because there are these administrators and executors on it. You get it now? Without the blood, without anything atoning for you, you dare not. So he decided to touch without blood. Exactly. Even, even David, the first time, he didn't note that this seat needs blood. So when they took it, he started killing them. But when they went to Abedidom's house, he put blood on it. To say that, Lord, this thing that has come to my house, not myself. So if God is angry, he must be angry at the owner of the blood. <laughs> you get it now? So today, if Jesus, God is going to be angry at you, he cannot be angry at you because my blood is not on the ark. He must be angry at the one whose blood is there. So the reason why the cherubims, who are the administrators and then the executors, they are looking at the blood. So once they see the blood, they know that death has taken place. So now they are wondering, which blood is this? Is this blood from a blemished animal? So you see, forensic audit, forensic search. That is why if the priest presents a wrong blood, they will hear of him once, bam, and he's dead. Because there are instructions. Hey, I can't be a priest there. Master, I'll be a fighter. <laughs> no, because, because, look, Aaron's children didn't die because they fornicated. They went into the holies of holies and did something around the ceremonial thing. They, they, they missed it. They missed it and they died. Today, you, ministry has become so easy. People are preaching nonsense, doing all kinds of things, and they are still standing. They don't, you don't know why. In the Old Testament, here is our holiest of holies. Because here is the mark of blood. Where we stand to speak. To God's people. So you can't stand here and just misbehave. No, sir. You get it? Yes, sir. 
Grace, oh. No, now, amazing. You like the story? Yes, now, let me share with you. After that one blood on the mercy seat, why the blood on the mercy seat? Because God, if he doesn't see the blood, he remembers. In fact, if he doesn't see the blood, and he doesn't see and, and the mercy seat, he will always remember sin. And the three major kinds of sin that he abhors. One, from the Ten Commandments. So he said, the lapis lazuli is kept in the ark. One. Two, Aaron's rod. God appointed a leader. The children of Israel fought God's choice. Today, people that speak against men of God or people workers of God, if we're in those times, God will rise up for them because he chose them. And then the third one is the manna. Memorin. Memorin. Mm, mm, why are you giving us so much? Don't you have meat? God, are you not? Are you? Are you? Are you? God, are you not a dietitian? Conjo will get berry, berry. You know? So you must, you must add meat. Mm, we, are, we are thirsty. We want water. Oh! Moses, do you want us to die? If we were in Egypt, we would have eaten cucumber and onions. Memories, memories. Now look, because of their memories, do you know what manna is called? Manna is called, what is this? It's not, it's not supposed to be the right rendition. It's the angel's food. God gave them supernatural food. But because of their carnality, they saw it and like, well, what, what is this? So God says that these people are stiff-necked and obstinate. Stubborn. That's why as a believer, the word stubborn is not supposed to be put on you. Yes, so act righteously. So these are the three things. The tablet, the rod, and then the manna. Now, when God sees these things, his anger is kindled, rekindled. So when mercy covers this, then God doesn't see what makes him this is but the fact that he doesn't see still means that you, you are responsible for everything. So God says, I don't want you to be responsible. So on the day of atonement, let something take your place. You get it now? So animals, bulls, goats, now take your place. Then you transfer your sins onto them. So when they are slaughtered, their blood on the ark means that it is still you. So the death, the blood means you are dead. And since you are dead, God can't kill you again. God can't kill you again. You don't understand the blood of Jesus. When you talk about the blood of Jesus, it should, what should come to your mind? God can't judge me again. God can't kill me. I cannot be bound. I cannot be in hell. Why? Somebody took my place. And that person that took your place, when he did the thing, it was as if you were the one that were judged. So did God judge you? Yes. How? Through him. That's why we believe him. 
We have faith in him. What does it mean? He took my place. All the punishment that I'm supposed to receive directly, I received it indirectly through him. So once I believe that he did it, then it means I, I agree that my sins are forgiven. <laughs> Do you get it now? I can feel grace in here. You know why? Because some of the things I'm explaining, I'm understanding it now as I'm teaching you now. <laughs> she says, Tracy, my. <laughs> no, look at it. When we say believe in Jesus, why do you think you believe in Jesus? For what? Why is it that you will not go to hell because of your sin? But if you don't believe in him, because the truth is that the wealth, the sin of the world has been placed on him. So believing in him actually means that my sin has been judged, but not to me directly, but to him. So once I believe in him, it means that he's the evidence that my sin has been judged. That's why we say you believe in Jesus. So if you don't believe, it means that your sins were not taken by him. And it has not been judged. That's why in the day of vengeance, you now must die for your own sins. You work your own work. Are you getting it? Today we've understood something. So when we say believe in Jesus, we we understand now. When we say have faith in Jesus, we understand now. So the Bible says that, you know, we, uh, um, we have access by faith into this grace, right? Where we will stand and rejoice in the hope of glory. How did that happen? By whom? By whom? Ye are saved by grace through faith. It must be through faith. What does through faith mean? It means that I believe and I accept that my sins were carried. You see now? That's what it means. So nobody can receive grace without faith. You can't receive grace by faith. You die. <laughs> That's why nobody is going to hell. That's why nobody is going to hell because of sin. Because sin has been taken. Jesus is our atonement. In fact, Jesus is the atonement. Is it John 1 John 2? We read it on Friday, on Wednesday. He's called our propitiation. Is that not ours, our propitiation only, but the propitiation of the world. And he is the propitiation of what? Our sins. In other words, he's the one who took place. He took our place and bore our sins. And he said, and not for us only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So all you might, all the world, that unbeliever, that fetish priest, that Muslim, that Hare Krishna, that Jew, that Gentile, all they have to do is to believe that indeed Jesus took their sins in place of them. How difficult that can this be? Are you getting it? So an unbeliever simply means one who has not accepted that Jesus, his sins have been transferred unto Jesus and Jesus died for him, his replacement. So that unbeliever means that he's still 
owns his sin, bears his sin, and he can take charge of his sin. You see? But the Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. Say, he is my worth. Okay, let's go on. So I'll take you in there. So now, so I've explained the, the blood on the, on the what? The mercy seat. Uh -huh, 14, he said, and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this sprinkling of blood seven times actually was a reflection that Jesus bled seven times before he died. And when he, he was raised from the dead, he went to collect all his blood from the seven points to present to the Father. And all this seven blood was for you and I. Can I show you? Yes. Now, the first place where the blood happened was in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Luke chapter 22, verse 44, the Bible says that, and as he prayed, his sweat became like blood. That was the first time blood came out of Jesus. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. This is the first time Jesus' blood came out. That's the first sprinkle. What does this mean? The sweat and the blood that came was to restore you from stress. He told Adam, you shall sweat before you eat. Is that correct? Yes. Now, when Jesus sweat, you see, you're seeing it there. And blood came. Oh, is somebody cutting this revelation? Out of the sweat came blood. Now, it was a spoken word that God has spoken upon Adam that you shall sweat before. Now, you shall not sweat again because the blood has come to speak. That's why I'm telling you, Christianity is not a place where we sweat. You are sweating because you don't know what has been done. Say, I will sweat no more. The blood speaks for me. In the name of Jesus. Now, when a man sweats so much, his willpower is gone. He, he's stressed. He, so, when the blood came out of the sweat, it also came to restore our willpower. It restored our willpower. Are you not feeling relieved? Are you not feeling liberated? I will sweat no more. I will sweat no longer. You see, until you understand the blood, you cannot appropriate it. So the blood did it for you, yet you are sweating. Because you are identifying with Adam. He sweat for you. He prayed, his prayer. His prayer opened his pores. And blood came out to speak against the word God spoke in the book of Genesis chapter, chapter 3. He said, henceforth. He didn't curse him more, but he said to him that you shall sweat before you eat. 
Did you also talk about the, the ground? Yeah. We'll see that one too. From today, just know that you have been, you have been forever, permanently transferred from Adam into Christ. Now, the second blood, Isaiah 50 verse 6, I will explain this to you, you'll cry. Look, they beat the face of Jesus and pulled his, his beard until his beard came off. Like, like you, you hold your beard and pulled it until the beard came off and, and blood was oozing out of his face. They slapped him in his face until when you look at him, his bones and everything, the face of Jesus was automatically like a downtrodden flower. That's how, that's how his face was. Look at it. And I gave my back to smiters. I'll talk about that. And my cheeks to them that plucked off my hair. Hid not my face from shame and spitting. So what did they do? They shamed him. They spat on him. They slapped him. They beat him. His face. He gave his face. You see, the, 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 the passion of Christ does not express what was done to him. No movie has done this. Now, this is not metaphorical or allegorical or... Look, read it. When I read it, I said, Jesus, is that what you went through? Is that what you went through? He said, I gave my back to the smiters. 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 And my cheeks. So he received slaps. Actually, before they, they removed his hair, slaps had gone. And remember, Satan would have been, been involved in this matter. Jesus received slaps. Slaps until his cheekbones were felt. His face changed. And above all, they held onto his beard. And they pulled until his beard, his hair came off. Look at it. Pluck off. Look at bed. Plucking off the feather of a... Like, yeah, so they pluck off his hair. Pluck off. You can imagine what happened to his chin. But why did he do that for you? The answer is just there. He hid not his face from shaming and spitting. He did this for you and I. So we can win back our honor, our dignity, and our identity. So we can win back our honor, our dignity, and our identity. That is how when you are glorified, Romans chapter 8 verse 30, he said, for what? You have been raised Unto what? Unto heavenly dignity. Because our dignity has been restored. We have won back through Jesus. Our honor. Our dignity. Our identity. He suffered for. Matthew 27, 26. The next one. I will explain to you what actually happened to Jesus. His back. Blood from his back. Now you are seeing the first one. Blood from his sweat. The second one. Blood. From where? From his face. And beard. Or chin. Eh? And then the third one was blood from his back. That's the third sprinkle of blood. Now he said. Then released he Barnabas unto them. And when he has caught Jesus. When he had scorched Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. 
Now, the word scorched in the Greek actually means, you see, who, how many of you know octopus? Okay, beautiful. You see the legs of the octopus? That is how the, the object that was used to scorch him was like. It was like the shape of the octopus, so plenty. And on, at the mouth or the edges of the, that strain was bottles, stones, metals mixed together. And it was designed in such a way that once it hit his back, when they are taken, it must take his flesh off. And he had to receive this 39 times. That is what Jesus suffered. That is what he suffered for me. That is why you cannot take salvation lightly. That is why you must enjoy and embrace grace. Because what he went through, it wasn't something he deserved. According to the system of merit, he didn't deserve that. We deserve that. But he came to take our place. He was our atonement. So you see, in the Old Testament, the animals that were bent on the fire, it speaks of what they went through. He's not dead yet. By the third time. So anytime you think of the whip, think of the octopus. Anytime you see the octopus, look at the legs. Several. About 14, 13. Long ones. Not only metals, bottles, stones, and all these gadgets. They've designed it in that, that way. That when it hits your skin, that's why they use the word scorch. It must rip off. The, 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 the purpose that it must rip off. It's not cane. Ah. Not cane. When it touches your skin, it, it cannot, and it's plenty. They can't take their time to take it off one by one. So they must pull it. And when they pull, they pull your skin. So blood began to ooze out of the back of Jesus. What was this for? Our health. You, you don't understand health. If you understand this suffering, you must understand the magnitude of health. Reason why you must not be sick again. Because he paid for that one. His blood paid for that one. His body suffered for that one. So you can be forever free from sicknesses and diseases. If you want to know how health has been given to you, check how he was scorched. And you tell yourself, I cannot be sick. Jesus paid for my health. He shed blood for my health. Now, this is what... <laughs> go to First uh, Peter, is it 2.24? That's why he said, he himself bear our sins. So, with this understanding, you will understand that. Look at it. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. You see now? That we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, not sicknesses. We must live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And so for every stripe, for every scorch, was a health, not healing, was health that was given unto me. The blood that came out of the back of Jesus was an announcement of our eternal health. Can you see that? You don't value health, but let your mind change tonight. 
appreciate health. And you must, you, must, you must demand it because he paid for it. He shed blood. Okay, let me explain. Blood is the evidence of death. Now, when blood out of his stripes came, means that sicknesses and diseases died. So they are dead to you. When you get sick, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real at all. He, Jesus paid for it. He paid for that headache. He paid for that malaria. He paid for that stomach ache. He paid for that cancer. He paid for that stroke. He paid for all these things. He paid for all. And you must believe it. You must accept it. You must accept it. Now, anytime God sees you are healthy, it's an evidence you have accepted grace. Is it true that you can live without getting sick? Yes, sir. Is it true that you can live as old as possible? Your limbs are not weak. Your, because the life I'm living is not by my own strength based on exercise. It is part of the payment. Hmm. He told you, bodily exercise profited little. Spiritual exercise. What is spiritual exercise? Receiving, believing these things. Reading the word of God, seeing your health. Seeing what is happening, the Bible calls it spiritual exercise. Spiritual, he said it profited much. So you are 80 years, your waist is now paining you. Now your limbs are weak. No, sir, we are not under ecclesiastes. Jesus paid for all that, and you must believe it. How do I know? He said he bore our sins into his body. Originally, man was not supposed to be sick or die. But when sin entered, man became sick, weak, frail. Now that sin has been taken care and paid for. Haven't we been restored? Do you know why people grow? You, they believe that as man, I'm growing, the body grows to a point. No, sir. The evidence of eternal life in, your, in you is to put your body into a place, a posture, where naturally the body will not be. Because the one that lives inside is a different species. He is not like the ordinary spirit. He is a mingled spirit with Christ. Whose body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? How many have I mentioned? Three? Now, the fourth one. Psalm 22 verse 16. When they nailed his hands... Blood came out of him. Psalm 22, 22 verse 16. For dogs have passed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. So we see two here. So the fourth one is his hands. The fifth one is his feet. Now, what does the piercing of the hand signify? That our hands are blessed henceforth because of the blood. Believe that. Believe that. Now, remember, when Jesus was on the cross, you were in him. Remember, he's the federal head. We were in him. The blood that oozed out of his hands meant that from henceforth, Whatever your hands touches. Have a different mindset about it and see how your business will boom. 
Because the blood speaks and it has been paid. How about your feet? Dominion. Dominion over the places you walk. So anytime you walk, just know that his feet were pierced for me. His feet were pierced for me and blood is speaking. Hey, hey. So in heaven, eh, as of today, the mark in Jesus is the hole in his hand and his feet are still there. Why? Because we are still under grace. Why? Because grace means all earthly blessing. Why again? Because we are in the year. The acceptable year. Where favor profusely abound. So anytime we see the hole in Jesus' hand, we know that all that we touch are blessed. Yeah, believe it. And wherever your feet shall tread, Dominion is yours. Can you believe that? Yes, That's the sixth one. Faith. Now the next one is his head. Matthew 27, 29 to 30. And when they had plaited the crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying hail king of Jews and they spit upon him that's what Psalms, um, David said and took the reed and smote him on the head so see after they had put the tongues now the tongue is signif- signifies the tongues that was spoken in, in, in Genesis chapter 3 okay yes, the tongues from the earth the dry ground etc the blood now has spoken and reversed all that. But it is not reversed under Adam. It is only reversed in Christ. So any man that is found in Christ, all the things that were said in Genesis chapter 3 concerning man has reversed. Now, when you understand it, you understand why he said you have received redemption through his blood and had even the forgiveness of sin. So I'm about to explain the word forgiveness, aphesis. For you to understand. Now, the thorn, when they put it on his head, they didn't leave him alone. They pressed it until it entered the skull. According to the Greek explanation, it entered the skull. The skull. It entered. And after they had something that looks like clubs, they hit his head. You know, the soldiers were there. They, one hit his head, hit his head. So the thing is that so it, they, were, they were hitting until it pierces. It gets in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the justice of God. So, so this, this is the justice that is being administered. And the judgment is what he's receiving. But I have good news. He did this for two purposes. All curses broken. And prosperity emerged. So anytime you see the tongues of Christ, remember your prosperity. Remember that you cannot be under any curse. You cannot. Yeah. Make sure you, when you go back, go and sit down and listen to it. I mean, 
read it over and over and let it enter into your heart. Your freedom is here. Your freedom is here. Why, why is my business not prospering? Because you have not accepted grace. You, you have not accepted that he's, he was wounded in his, he pierced in his hands so you can be prosperous. You are accepting, your, your, you are accepting rem, uh, uh, merit. Look at what you are saying. Why is my business not prospering? Because you think you are putting in effort. Stop that effort. Just do what you are doing. And look unto Jesus. So as you look unto Jesus, you look unto his face. You look unto his head. You look into his palm. You look unto his, you look unto his back. You look unto his side. The last one. He was pierced on the side. John 19.34 But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record that his record is true. And he knoweth that he said true that he might, ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. That's another revelation. But not one bone was broken. Because you know, for the thieves that were on the other side, they came to check. They came to check if they were dead. And if they were not dead, what they would do is to break their legs. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.